0: Ahead of the twelfth and final plague in this week's parasha, the death of the firstborns, Moshe tells Paroi what time the plague will strike. And Rashi gives us two interpretations of what Moshe's telling Paroi. Why do we need two interpretations? What's bothering Rashi? And why is it important for Paroi to know the time of the plague anyway? Especially when you consider he wasn't even told which day the plague would happen. I'm commenting on the pasach where Moshe... Quotes Hashem to Paro saying, at Kahatsois of the night, Hashem is going to go into Egypt and smite the firstborns. Rashi Rashi quotes those two words, Kachhatsoy alayla, and gives two explanations. The first one is Aleph, noviz, The simplest explanation to suit the context, as the Taj von Kachatsois is Kehei Khale Kalailah. That the word kachatsois over there means. The division, the splitting of the night. Then the Nachtelsek at the time where the night is split into the early and later part of the night, that's when Hashem is going to strike. And Rashi tells us that if you go with this interpretation, the word chatzois is not a description of half, rather it is halbanach, It is an action, it's a verb. Rashabrankter of and he quotes various examples where you see that the Torah uses a descriptive word actually as a verb. That's explanation number one. And then Bayes Rabbi Saini, then he quotes that our sages interpret the Pasek to mean It's like saying, at around about midnight. And they explain in this medrash that Moshe told Paro it will be around about midnight, and the reason he was deliberately vague is, In case the astrologers of Paro get the time wrong, they didn't have watches in those days, and they'll say Moshe is fake. Fake news is In this interpretation, Chatzos is a noun that describes midnight. The reason Rashi uh, Moshe says around about midnight. We but you are not saying exactly at midnight. Is because he's worried about the Egyptian astrologers getting it wrong. On the night, it's Hashem's time. Let it come and give us joy. Shabbat, the Kaddish, Baruch Hu, Yehi De'itav Rogov Amar, Ba'Chatzayis. But Hashem knows times perfectly, and therefore, when Hashem tells Moshe about this plague, He says exactly at. Midnight. So what's bothering Rashi over here? Lent the Mizrachi and Rhumforce and and the Mizrachi and other common commentaries on Rashi say as the that what's bothering Rashi in this Posik is Rashi from Pirushim and that's what Rashi wants to address with these two interpretations is Atterhid and Gemara similar to the question the gemorrah asks me, Kasveka Maya, is there doubt in Hashem's world that you have to say around about midnight? Because if you're interpreting Chatzois as midnight, then you're saying that the word, uh, not the, the word, the Chaf, the Chaf that precedes the word is giving us a time frame. Like the examples that Rashi quotes, oh, sorry, that the Mizrahi quotes, like around about 10 days, around about an eifer of, of bali by Rus. know what it means, around about, not exactly, not precisely midnight, on the nose. That's what's bothering Rashi, apparently, according to the Mizrahi and others. That implies that we're not sure we don't know exactly at which point Hashem is going to strike. And you cannot say that the is unsure about a time. Therefore, you'd have to say that it needs an interpretation. As we're going to see, again, Rashi brings two possible ways to address this doubt. Either alaf kachatzos alayim means kahicholok alayla. Actually, kachatzos in this case does not mean midnight; it means the division of the night into two. Vosvay apule badaitachov kaasher, in which case the prefix of chav is not like or near or about, but rather as or when. In other words, kaasher yecholok alayla. Point and halber nach. Exactly as the night splits, that's when Hashem is going to strike. Kuntosas is indelibly given in Sufik, and therefore there is no doubt at all. Great explanation. Or, alternatively, Or maybe we have to acknowledge that means around about midnight, not because Deibishter has doubts, but rather, It's Moisha speaking to Paroi when he uses a less specific time and says around Chatzos, whereas Deibishter says exactly. Sounds great. The issue is we're addressing the apparent doubt and saying it's not an issue. However, we have to understand, hang on, who says that that prefix has to be so problematic? Even if you want to say chatois means midnight and means around midnight doesn't mean that I'm uncertain. Could be, I'm saying, around midnight, not because I'm unsure, but maybe because the actual time of Makas Bechoyers will be just before or just after midnight. No doubts. No doubts. Especially if you consider the Levush's question. Even if I, as a human, were to say around 6 o'clock or around midnight, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not sure when it's going to happen. It's just that I'm not really paying attention to that level of detail. I'm not getting into the exact numbers I'm giving you, I'm rounding it off to the closest. Sommer 2, it's close to 100. It's close to midnight. So the time Now, obviously, you cannot use this explanation when referring to Hashem. We could say, I'll be there around about midnight. And it doesn't mean I'm unsure. It just means I'm not really that specific about the time. But in this context, by the it's not going to work. Because later when Makas Bucher actually happens, there the terrorist says, clearly, that it was exactly at midnight that Hashem struck all of the firstborns. In other words, it was exactly midnight, not close to midnight. Therefore, it would be disingenuous of us to suggest that Moshe is not being specific because the time is not relevant. The time is relevant. The Elisha wants it to be exactly at midnight. But even though it's clear that Moshe's message is cannot be that Davish is unsure or Davis doesn't care when it's going to be that's not Rashi's message over here why not if the only reason Rashi knows that we can't say just simply as in doubt because later on we'll see when the plague happens that it's precise Rashi should have told us something about this Rashi should have quoted those words in his commentary here so we'd know why it's unacceptable to believe that wasn't being specific about the time because this is an axiom of Rashi because Rashi does not base an explanation on information that the child learning for the first time has not yet encountered so if there's information later in the passage he will quote it especially because we already know something about this midnight. Remember when Avram went to rescue Lloyd, and it says there that he split the night as well. There, Rashi quoted from a medrash, that at that point the night was split into two and the second half of the night was preserved for the great miracles of the Exodus from Egypt. So therefore, so Rashi therefore, Rashi's already given us precedent and insight over there that when it talks about the second half of the night or the midnight of the striking Egypt, it's not about the specific exact time of when the Egyptian first ones would be struck. Better just talking about the second half as opposed to the first half of the night. If Rashi is now changing his perspective over here and telling us that the exact time is relevant because it says later, Rashi would have to tell us this now because so far the information we have from Rashi's own commentary is that we're not so concerned about the exact time of when Makas Bechiras happens. But Rashi doesn't do so. But just simply says, the first explanation is to explain the simplest understanding of the context of the Pasuk, is mashma. That's to taichen That indicates that there's something about the simple understanding of this Pasuk without any information from before or from after that causes us to have to explain we need to know what that is. But before we get there, four questions on the details of what Rashi has told us. First question, how do we know that the first explanation is simpler than the second? We have to understand. First, what about the first explanation Rashi offers makes it closer to the Pshat than the second? The second commentary is one which Rashi says belongs to the world of Medrash. Now the easiest way that we would want to explain it, but it's not going to work, is to say, well, the word chatzois doesn't really mean half midnight." and then try and reread what Rashi has said as that the, the splitting of the night is the simplest explanation in context. Share. Now we'll insert. A reason into that shein chatzois sheim davashal chetzis because the word chatzois does not mean midnight as ein chatzois sheim davashal chetzis and asin es time of zeh pshutoi which would imply that that principle that chatzois not being midnight is the reason for this explanation we cannot do that v'adavot chatzois states from molin mikra because the word chatzois appears in Tehilim and in Eiyov on imbe da eretz chatzois sheim davashal chetzis and in both cases it is clearly used to mean midnight so we can't assume that Rashi is telling us. EIN generically, is not a meaning of midnight. RASHI, so rather what Rashi must be telling us over here is as follows. Here, in context, to give a, an explanation that fits the P'SHAT of the pasuk. we have to innovate an insight that in this context, Unlike other contexts, Chatzois does not mean midnight. Now if you're doing that, If normally Chatzois does mean midnight, Why is the simpler explanation now to say the Pshat in this case is not like Chatzois in other places in Tanakh, but rather it means splitting the night into two which has no parallel elsewhere in Tanakh and then to say to suggest that means around about midnight that is not Pshat why why is this more Pshat without precedent in Tanakh and that less Pshat Even though, if we're going to go with the second explanation, the only reason Moshe changed Hashem's words to say kachatzois is in case they get the timing wrong. The fact is, that's something that the human mind can comprehend and say, yes, that is pshat, it does make sense. People get the time wrong, even today, with our perfect timekeeping devices. Question two. Why is Rashi concerned about them thinking is a fake? Why is Rashi concerned that the astrologers are going to accuse Moshe of being some kind of a jester? Why would Moshe take into consideration the possibility, which might even be a remote possibility, that they're going to accuse him of being untrue? why would Moshe take that so clearly as fact and what's going to happen at the end all the firstborns of Egypt will all die at the same time but not exactly midnight on the dot that's going to make everybody think that Moshe is a liar a faker a trickster They all died, as he promised, all at once, as he promised, around about midnight, as he promised. There would be enough reason for Moshe to take that all into consideration and change Hashem's words exactly at midnight to use different words around about midnight. Other question is, why is it relevant over here that Nebuchadnezzar does know the precise time? Move on. the conclusion of Rashi's commentary where he says knows exact times and therefore does say, we already know numerous times, the Rebbe has told us. Even in those circumstances where Rashi does quote Midrashim, which is not typical. a He'll only bring the part of the quotation that is relevant to settle the simplest understanding of the Pasuk, not the entire quotation, if it's not relevant. In which case we have to ask. Yes, Rashi is quoting the rabbis, a Midrash. What about the simple understanding of this pasuk requires us to know that elsewhere when Hashem spoke to Moshe, He told him it would be exactly at midnight. Which is then going to force us to analyze this pasuk as Moshe changing Hashem's words. Why don't we just say from a Pshat perspective that the told Moshe to tell Paroi around about midnight so that they don't get the time wrong or whatever. Why is it relevant for us to hear, to know, don't worry, the knows the time. And the last question is, if Rashi is explaining the word Kachatsois, why does he include the word Halayla in his heading? Why does Rashi also quote the word? Surely the only thing that Rashi is really interpreting is the meaning of the word. Kach that should be the only word in his heading. In order to understand all of this, let's pay attention to one important thing that Rashi said. He did not say we're explaining Pshat and left it at that. He said we're explaining the Pshat of the Psukim in context so what is the context that's bothering rashi not the word that's bothering him but the context Rashi will understand all of this by paying attention to the exact words rashi used where he said this is the simplest explanation in order to settle the interpretation in context which apparently is words that rashi didn't have to use Rashi could have just said, as he says multiple times, This is the simple explanation, and then the second explanation, is This is the midrashic explanation. Why did Rashi do this? Not that Rashi on wants to draw our attention to the fact, as the in the the issue that has to be addressed over here. What's difficult to understand when the pasuk says well, charismatic, that's why he quotes both of those words in his heading. He's not worried about the interpretation of the word and if that's an appropriate thing to say about Dei there's something about the entire content and context of this Pasuk Which needs to be addressed Namely We need an explanation of the Pshat Which is going to settle the context Which is as We need an explanation that's going to fit these words In the overall message of this Pasuk Meaning what? The beer in them. The first time you read this passage. The Abish is telling Moshe to tell Paroi that at midnight I'm going to attack Egypt. Immediately you should have a very simple question. Why is it relevant for Moshe to convey to Paroi that the time where the Abish is going to go out to strike Egypt will be midnight or around midnight? Why is it relevant? It would be ridiculous to suggest because the Ebishter needs Paro to know what time the Makkah is going to happen. Because we don't find in most of the other Makkahs that the time was a relevant part of the conversation that the Ebishter needed Paro to know. In fact, there are three places where it is even remotely part of the conversation. I feel it by dever, Borod, unarbe. Those are the three makos where the E-busha does give a time. But let's pay attention to what the E-busha said. It's by Deber and tog. When it comes to dever and Arbe, all the message was from Hashem, via Moshe, to Paroyes. it's happening tomorrow. In other words, what day the plague will start. Not what time, like here. And the only time where you have the time and the day is Barad, where Hashem tells Moshe to tell Paroy at exactly this time, tomorrow, Barad is going to happen. And as Rashi tells us, Moshe made a mark on the wall so that when the sun would hit the same mark the following day that's sun would happen So, there is a practical reason why the time was relevant in that plague because that was the plague where there was a warning to those people who fear the word of Hashem that they should there there was a warning because they needed to be able to put their own livestock and their slaves out of the, the direction Direct reach of Borrowed to protect them. So they have to know by when they have to protect themselves. Here, nobody's being protected by knowing the time. Why is it important for Paroi to know the time that Ani said that is going to strike Mitzrayim? Especially when you consider in this case where Abisha tells Paroi the time, he doesn't tell him the day. He just says, so is when he's going to strike kentach pai sai wenn ich wissen mit der sicherheit des mann von dem ecker is going to be as much in the dark as within the other plagues cuz he won't know which day he should anticipate that day which is going to strike the firstborns at midnight was man sagen als sie geworden ihm laila therefore we have to conclude alpi that the intention in sharing that information, is not to provide information to paroy of the timing of the plague. Rather, it is part of the description of the nature and quality of this plague. In other words, The fact that this plague happens at this unusual midnight hour, is evidence of the fact that the Ebeshter is personally engaging in this plague. The Ebeshter himself is going into Mitzrayim, bringing the plague with him. As the Ebeshter has already told Moshe to convey to Paroi, you will then know that there is nothing and no one like the Ebeshter. Now we have to understand well, what's the quality, what's the nature of the plague, knowing that the E-Bishter is doing it at midnight. What value is there in knowing that the plague happens at or around midnight? That's going to really show us this amazing interaction that the E-Bishter is personally involved. To the To the contrary. At Makas Barad, Paroi already realized that the Ibishtah's timing is immaculate. In the Regavos, the Ibishtahot Farois gezokt, exactly the time that the had predicted through Moshe, this time tomorrow, when the sun beams strike the same piece of wall, that's when the hell will happen. Surely now it's looking like a weaker presentation. You've already shown that the timing is perfect. And now Moshe is saying, around, about, Chatzos. It's not even a clear time? That's what's bothering Rashi. What's the value in sharing this information? It actually seems counterproductive. Therefore, the is Rashi meforish. Therefore, Rashi says no the key of he has not the time on the watch but rather the fact that the night is being split into two that moment of splitting the first and second parts of the night is highly precise it's even more precise than the time that borrowed was to begin Why is that? Because because the difference between saying either midnight, which is a time, or when the night is being split, which is a process, the difference is this. Midnight is a time on the watch. The splitting of the night in two, That's a description of an action, not a time. Especially when you consider that particular moment of the division of the night into two is a moment. It's in a, a split hair, as we shall see, rather than a process. Midnight might be considered part of a process of the night. That moment of splitting the night from its first to second part is not a, a, a piece of time Meaning to say a time frame that could be measured Think about it if it's a let's say a minute and you'd say the first 30 seconds belong to the first half of the night, and the second 30 seconds belong to the second half of the night. That's the point of you about saying, as the night splits, that's when Debeshe is going to strike. Debeshe is going to initiate Makas at exactly that precise moment where the night splits into its second half something only the Ibishta can do because the Ibishtha knows his times and his moments. So, okay, it might not still be clear. So why then does the Aibish say through Moshe to, to Paroi, a word that could be interpreted as we've seen in two ways, the splitting of the night or the midnight. look, we had to bring proofs to illustrate that this makes sense not even one proof and the proofs that we bring that Rashi brings are not even similar to ours because they have a base instead of a chof so why do we need all of this? besides the fact that the the proofs that that Rashi brings are proofs of processes that began but then continued and we're looking for a process that is split second Ma shekin do is gebriman anu kude mamish kenal. Here we're looking for just that moment. P'sasat gikon z'agam bepashas mamish bachatoyis mitabeis. Surely the Torah could have avoided all of this by the Eberiah telling Moshe to tell Parai, bachatoyis at exactly precise ichatoyis. That's when it's going to happen. The farmos Rashi on common satsvein peiros. That's why the first explanation isn't absolutely sufficient, Rashi needs a second. Whereas the second explanation is not so simple, according to the pshat, to refer to actual midnight and then say we're talking around about midnight. It actually seems to undo the main message of the pshat. And it's really a stretch to say that Moshe stands in front of Pharaoh saying, and then immediately says a word differently to what David just said. But what will be clear, even according to the second explanation, is that the Elisha's timing is perfect. And therefore there are no doubts in Hashem's world. When the is describing what is going to happen, then the and that emphasizes that the Ebishter will personally take care of this strike against the greatest Egyptian all the way down to the one who's a slave working behind the, the millstones. Because if we're not using this to illustrate that it's the Ebishter personally attacking Egypt at this point, there is no other value to knowing that it is at midnight. Rabbi, what the Medrash does help us with is that when Moshe had to convey the Abish's message to Parai, then Moshe did say different words to or a different word to what Hashem had said in case they get it wrong. And there's no question Moshe Rabbeinu doing this, it was exactly what the Abish wanted. Say to that. The truth is, there's something even deeper that we're going to clarify over here, and that is that there's a question of and pirish, a question that is so powerful that actually seems to undo the entire first explanation Rashi gave. The first explanation is all predicated on the concept that means that moment where the lights, where the night splits from the first Gvura part of the night to the second Chesed part of the night. But no, the Eibusha cannot see Mechavins Ein. That's something only the Eibusha can identify. On our bench, Kedas need Mafvin Ein, and there's no way for a human to detect that moment. It is vast. Vetzukom and druch mydeir Ein, parul Ein, echatumim on kol mitzrayim vengendem. So why tell anybody something they can't identify? Beshas and all of his team are not going to be able to tell when the time is anyway so why bother telling them when the time is going to be if they can't identify it? and they would never know if exactly at the time that the night splits is when they to hit so those by So because there is that question about the first interpretation but nobody's going to know when kehecholik is. That's why Rashi brings more information from the second explanation than what appeared to be necessary for the second explanation. The The first thing Rashi does is quotes the Medrash saying, "Who's going to make the mistake?" The astrologers. Now, we don't have any evidence of that in the Pasuk. Why is Rashi introducing it over here? Because Rashi wants us to know we're not concerned about Paroi and his lackeys because they would never know when this time is anyway. Because remember, who's Moshe talking to? Paroi and his team of so-called experts who are there to prove that they can replicate the, the, the plagues using their own sorcery. So the question of why bother telling them that this plague is going to happen at exactly that precise point where the night splits if they have no means of determining when that is, is, that is relevant and correct with regards to Paroi and the average Egyptian. But there is an exception. It's Paroi, the astrologers. That's their business. They are their entire traders to look at the, at the astrology and work out what's going on. The times. That's their thing. And Paroi and Parra takes them seriously. They are his consultants. He acts on their advice. <laughs> Which means that they actually have the know-how to determine the time frame that Eibush is talking about. But they, as we know very well about astrologers, are not always precise, and maybe they'll get it wrong. And that's what Eibush wants Moshe to bavurn to avoid. <laughs> But then Rashi adds another piece of information that Debusha knows the exact times. By telling us that Rashi is reminding us of something he said all the way back at the beginning of Beresh. When the Torah tells us that Debesher finished the creation on the seventh day, which raises a question because doesn't it say he rested on the seventh day? So, Rashi quotes Rabbi Shimon and says, unlike us, we don't know our times exactly that perfectly and, and, and precisely. We've got to take a bit of time before Shabbos just to be sure that we don't accidentally transgress on Shabbos. But the Abishah knows the times perfectly and therefore finishes at a hair-breadth time frame before Shabbos comes in. The Pshat is, in other words, what Rashi told us then, Ken if a human being uses highly precise equipment, then you can get a rega down to that level of detail. But a rega has a specific amount. The Gemara gives us two possibilities: one fifty-eight thousand and eight hundred eighty-eighth of an hour, or it is the amount of time it says to say the word rega. I in dry all of three letters. But with the right equipment, we can measure it. But when you say over here, like Rabbi Shimon does, that the Hebrew is able to get a hair breaths of time accurate, that's something we don't have any capacity to be able to measure. It is too quick for us. Even the astrologers of Paroi. Including Bilam, who later on it says and boasts that he knows the exact moment when the Ibishta is angry. Now the Day Ita Kedos Rashi wants us to know this very specific moment, which is like a none of them could assess, none of them could identify, only Hashem himself. And that's why Rashi says, the Abisha who knows his times perfectly, says, It's going to be exactly at midnight. So by saying, Rashi wants us to know that Abisha's message is not just the precise moment which a human, through a lot of effort, could determine. the says, "You've got to have scientific equipment to be able to identify when this time is." Now, is the chut but rather what's happening at the time that the Eibushter himself is revealing himself. It must be a time that only the Eibushter can identify. No human, no equipment, no technology can find it. The chut the hairbreadths of, of the splitting of the night. dos Only the Ebeshti who knows times perfectly could identify this time, could strike at this time, could take the Eden out of Mitzrayim. And in Rega Kameimra will take us out of this Golis with Moshiach now.